I'm Kristen McFarland, and this is Market Like a Badass. Today, I've got Chief Personality Officer, Badass, Wine Lover, and Copywriter Danielle Hughes on the phone. I am so excited. Um, wow, I attended the best session with uh, her last month. We attended uh, the Boomer Work session that she was leading, and it was absolutely badass. She shared so much knowledge. And I had to bring her on the podcast today. I want to welcome Danielle Hughes. Tell us about yourself. Thank you so much, Kristen. I know we've had quite the ordeal making this happen. So um, people better appreciate it. Yeah. Construction. <laughs> You name it. Um, but anyway, yes, I have a consultancy that um, is called More Than Words Marketing. And essentially what I do is I help individuals and institutions to be more themselves in their messaging so that they attract the right audience and repel the wrong one. Which is so important. We, we want to work with the people that absolutely light us on fire versus the ones that actually want to light us on fire. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, but really, <laughs> you want to hopefully light you on fire. You want, no, you want, you want to work with your ideal customers and, and really um, find the right people that absolutely light you up. And, and so that's what this is about. And um, like I, I was mentioning um, at Boomerworks, right? That's where I met Danielle. She was dropping some serious knowledge and, and case studies and examples of people um, injecting personality into their brand. It's also the first time I heard of the, the term personality brand. And so in a little bit, I'll let her explain kind of the difference of personality brand and personal brand. But I will just give you a personal anecdote. You know, after my session with Danielle, I went and started using some of her examples um, to share my own personality on my social networks. And I'm telling you, it's been my top performing post this year. And I'm talking about a difference of 300 impressions versus 2,300 impressions. And it's it's significant and it's causing people to refer business, to talk partnerships, to reach out to me. And so it is really important. And I want you to, to listen to Danielle and take this seriously because uh, she's a rock star and she knows what the hell she's talking about. So uh, Danielle, can you talk about what's the difference between your personal brand and a personality brand? Yes. So, you know, the word personal means private. So this concept of a personal brand never just felt right to me. It always felt very invasive, very intrusive. Why should we be sharing all of our personal lives, our personal thoughts with strangers or with kind of strangers, etc.? But our personality is who we are, right? And it's always on display and our interactions with other people we're literally dialing up or dialing down our personality and that puts us in control. So this idea to me, a personal brand means you share everything. You have no guardrails. Personality brand puts you in the driver's seat to say, this is how much I want to show of myself to this person. And that's just enough to start that connection because that's what we're trying to do here is we're trying to stand out as a human being we're trying to showcase who we are because we want our messages to do the vetting for us. 
We want our messages to be so us that only people that truly respond and resonate to it reach out. And then you're basically just going through more of a quality control than having to talk to everybody and their brother and find out whether they're a good fit for you. Yeah. So we're looking for rabid fans is what I like to say. Yeah. Yeah. Cut through the bullshit, really. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, this idea of repelling people, you're not offending anyone, but you're just basically saying, this is who I am. If that feels good to you, if you respond to that, let's talk. If it doesn't, you can go someplace else, right? There's plenty of work for everyone. And it's how do we find the people that will love us and appreciate us and want to refer us and want to keep coming back. That's what we're trying to create is like that small ecosystem of excellence. Yeah. You want to work with the, again, the people that light you up and, and are your ideal client, but how do you know what content to share and what will resonate with that potential ideal customer? So I always say we start with the fun stuff, meaning like our passions or our hobbies, the things that we would talk to anybody about, right? These are not private. They're not personal. These are things that we love to do that if we're stuck in an elevator with someone or you're online with someone and you have to strike up a conversation, you're happy to talk about whatever it is, right? So I talk about weightlifting in my bio. I talk about wine, those two things tend to resonate with a lot of people. Yep. yep. And I always say you know, it doesn't even have to be that they appreciate those two things, but it's enough to start that conversation. So you want to give people enough of who you are as a person to start the conversation. And again, this is up to you how much you share. Some people are like, I'm all in. Here's my whole life story. I'm going to tell you everything. And other people are like, I like to dance. You know, that's, that's all I'm going to share. Okay, fine. Right. Something. So, you know, it's, it's really up to the person, how much and what industry you're in, but it's baby steps. Some people are going to be much more comfortable in the beginning, but the thing is when you can share a part of yourself, you will feel more comfortable. You will feel more confident because then when you have that conversation with your potential client, customer, employer, They already know who you are and you don't have to pretend to be something you're not. So you're already relaxed. You're already more comfortable. And then it's just, do we vibe, right? What's our connection, right? The skill set's already assumed. And now how do we, how do we cultivate a relationship? Is this going to happen? Yeah. And it it can be scary, right? You're, you're stepping out. You feel like, Ooh, I'm being vulnerable and sharing something that people again, but that's okay. Right? Like we get, We want to get to the yes as fast as possible in business, right? Again, cut through the bullshit. So tell people who you are. It's okay if you're repelling the wrong ones. Correct. And I would say it's not even vulnerable because, again, you don't have to tell anyone anything that makes you feel that way. Okay. Yeah, true. It's just real, right? It's it's just real. It's what is it about me that is going to help you get a sense of who I am as a person? Yep. And you don't have to reveal anything that, I mean, for some people it might feel vulnerable, I guess, but that word I think always feels a little too squishy for me. I'm not a very squishy person. So it, to me, it's just more like show someone who you are. Yes. Like if you met them at a party, what would you bond over? You know, just because it's work or professional, you could still bond over 
you know, something that you share or a passion or a hobby, it doesn't have to be all about the work. Yes. Because all we do is work now. Everything is about the work and we have to put back in some of the relationship and the connection and the friendliness. Yeah. And it's not unprofessional to talk about that on your professional network, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's literally what you would talk about at the water cooler, right? Like, hey, I went snowboarding last weekend and got to shred some fresh pal. And, you know, people are going to be dropping comments and resonating uh, because they snowboard or ski too, right? Absolutely. A hundred percent. You just hit it right. And it's like the water cooler or just this idea of like, you know, when I used to work in an office, I would go like into my colleague's office and just sit down and we would just chat. And we're losing that ability with virtual and with hybrid And this is a way to sort of infuse a little bit of the water cooler or the office chat into your bio so that somebody gets a more full perspective picture of who you are. Yes, absolutely. But now, do you have any stories or case studies that you can share? Because, I mean, I'm a visual person, so I know you don't have slides today. But, um, you know, do you have stories that you can tell where people have injected their personality into their brands or bios? I mean, I have a hundred thousand of them. Um, I mean, not quite, but a lot. Uh, let me just think about like the best examples to share. Um, so I, I'll give you a couple. Okay, I'll give you a couple examples. So I had a client who was like a healthcare copywriter, and healthcare is pretty dry, right? Pretty, pretty dry, pretty traditional, pretty quote air quotes conservative. Um, and she was telling me, you know, she was having a hard time sort of standing out in that industry. And then she mentioned that like, she's a birder, right? She likes to go bird watching. Now I was joking. I was like, "Mm, could care less about bird watching, right? Doesn't interest me at all. But here's the interesting part for her is like, when we think about what goes into someone who's a bird watcher, right? You have to be super detail oriented because you have to notice the things on the bird that make it one bird versus another mm-hmm. bird. You have to be patient because you could be sitting there for an entire day and see nothing, right? And you have to be really like detail oriented in terms of like planning, like where are you going to go to see this bird? Where's it going to show up? And all of these things go into writing for healthcare, right? You have to be really careful about what you say and making sure that you don't say anything and make any claims. You have to make sure that you are very research and detail oriented so that you're saying everything properly. And you're so all of that. And she didn't even realize like how those two things were literally married. And so now on her website, she talks about birding and she's got some picture of some random bird that I don't know. And again, the whole point is someone doesn't have to be a bird watcher to appreciate it, but it's, interesting it starts the conversation and to your point about visual now you have a visual of like okay she's going to go sit and wait for birds and watch birds and now i can picture like what that might look like if she's writing an article in healthcare and what that might look like and her process mm, yeah so it, it's interesting like so that's a really good example um i could give another one of a client who used to work in pr like a major pr industry for years and years and years and then he went out on his own to create his own boutique agency and i guess when he told his family that he was going to open up his own shop his daughter said can you stop wearing black socks and she brought him all of these like fun crazy wacky socks 
Why she did this, no idea. But I guess she just felt like wearing a suit and black socks every day was boring. And that yep. wasn't her father. And like, now that he had his own agency, he could be himself and wear these fun, crazy socks. Aww. And so what do we know about PR? PR is about standing out, getting noticed, cutting through the clutter. What happens when you wear something fun and crazy and wild? You stand out, you cut through the clutter, you get noticed. So now his whole brand is around what color are your socks? Meaning, how are we thinking differently? How are we going to help you stand out? And again, it's a personal story that he can share with someone that's not too personal, but it makes him different and interesting. And now he's more memorable. As opposed to every other boutique PR firm, now it's the socks guy. And you either love it and you really want to talk to him and you really want to work with him or it's not your thing. And that's totally fine, too. I love it. But and it's a simple way to tell a story about who you are. Um, I, I really I'm like, I would I would not have thought of that. I love that that twist and turn. So now I hear that and now I'm going, how do I tell my story in a in a unique way like that? And. You know, I need to get a badass pair of socks. Also, though, I want to say I love bird watching now. The older I've gotten, <laughs> um, oh, the Colorado Blue Jays. You know, when we go into the Rocky Mountains a little further from Denver, oh, beautiful, beautiful. So I would definitely resonate with that. <laughs> the bird thing is coming up a lot. I had a client the other day who her name of her company is cardinal content oh and again this idea of like a cardinal it's red you're going to notice it and so her content is getting noticed right and it's like the thing you see out your window that you just want to right whenever you see a colored bird out your window you stop what you're doing and you go look even if you're not a bird person i don't care who you are it happens it's crazy so that's mm. her thing she's like well like a cardinal at your window we're gonna get you noticed for your content and I love that. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing because I, I hear these sure. stories and I'm like, okay, now I'm inspired and I want to share more of me. And um, again, I know I'm a marketer and I have to put myself out there all the time, but there's still, you know, encouragement to be had in that realm of like, hey, share this, you know, and don't be afraid, um, especially to do that on LinkedIn and and be just again, personal. I mean, we're, we're human and, and business is human to human before it's B to B or B to C. hundred percent. Yep. Yes. Correct. Um, exactly. I love it. Yeah. So more on attracting the right clients, how do you focus content on your audience? Like, do you ever research what they like and what, what you have that connection with and then talk about that more or how do you amplify certain messages? So I don't think it's about researching the audience in terms of what they like on a personality level. You know, to me, it's your brand positioning should take into account what is their pain point, right? Yeah. So the audience you're talking to, what are they struggling with? And how do you address that in your messaging? And how do you position yourself as their salvation, right? I like to say, like, it's time for you to be the hero or showcase why you're effing awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, don't know, I don't know if we can curse, but oh, um, for sure. that is part of, uh, the expletives is also part of my brand. <laughs> um, and a lot of people don't like that. And again, that's totally fine. You're not my person, but the people that do are like, fuck yeah, I love that you have badass this and kick ass that and all of that. So um, I think you have to focus on your brand positioning 
which is that statement that answers, right? Who you are, who Mm -hmm. your audience is, what do they need and what do they get from working with you? And that to me is the key piece, right? So it is like identifying their struggles and depending on what your, what you serve and what your service is, that might be different, but how do you, how are you uniquely qualified to be the hero and solve their problem And the part of the personality that's important is it establishes what it's going to be like to work with you because there's already an assumption if someone's coming to us that they believe we have the ability or the skills to do the job. Now it's what is our relationship going to be like? What are our phone calls going to be like? Is this going to be torture to work with you? Is it going to be fun? Is it going to be lighthearted? Are we going to be able to like shoot the shit? Or is it going to be serious all the time? So you're also establishing how are we going to get along? And for me, so many of my clients have become friends and it doesn't feel weird or icky or boundary crossing because we've built this lovely professional relationship that has blossomed into a personal relationship because we trust each other. We like each other. We know each other. Right. And that's that's the core of what we're trying to create. It's amazing. And I think it, it's it's hard at first, right? If you're just starting out and you're like, you know, trying it, but it's really, well, it's, it's not, it's the mental block, right? And that's the only hard part. So it's easy once you get a little system set up. So I think that's where I would give advice is like, don't let that mental block get in the way of, of posting and creating your own personal brand positioning. Um, because yeah, it's going to be important for your outreach and your relationships and building your network. Yeah. And I, you know, I think it's easier for Gen Z to do this because they grew up in the age of kind of sharing for Gen Xers like myself or older, it's harder for millennials. You guys are somewhere in the middle because it's like part of your life is technology and part of it is not. Mm -hmm. So there's like some comfort level. And then it's also an introvert extrovert thing you know, I'm a lot of my clients are introverted. And the first thing they say is, Oh, but it's so easy for you because you're an extrovert. And it's not first of all, it's not easy for anyone. Yeah. But second of all, you know, being an introvert has nothing to do with sharing a little bit of your personality, right? That has to do with you getting your energy away from people versus with people. And you can still be a little shyer and share something because you're still a human being who wants to connect with people. Yes. And again, this puts you in the driver's seat of what you want to share. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think when you're initially starting out, create an easy system, like maybe spend a couple hours, like one day and you could just batch it too. And you could have like a whole month of content and you could just have like three pillars. Here are the three, you know, areas where I want to talk more about, you know, this is who I am and in the three major parts of me, like, right. I'm like, I'm a musician. I want to talk about that more. Um, And you kind of identify that that might make it easier or, or do you have any other recommendations there for kind of getting started? I mean, I think, you know, the first thing is like, get clear on your like website messaging mm-hmm. and that message at first, right? Who's your company? What's your elevator pitch? Get your bio really honed. Then it's, yes. What does it look like for me to start posting? Is it a blog post that I then disseminate into multiple small chunks so that I can put that out on social? Yep. For a lot of people, I always say like, just start sharing other people's posts. Mm-hmm. comment first get used to comfortable comment don't just like liking is stupid 
right? Really, like we're talking LinkedIn, really comment on what somebody said, be thoughtful about it, start engaging. Then you could start with, okay, I'm not ready to write anything, but like, oh, I saw this amazing article. I'm just going to share that or I'm going to share it and maybe write one or two sentences above it. So that's a good baby step. Mm -hmm. And to your point, Kristen, the pillars, like having content pillars saying, these are the things that I'm going to post around. And these are the things that feel genuine for me, genuine for my audience. Three to five is usually a good range. And again, it depends on your industry. You know, for me, I don't have pillars per se, Mm -hmm. but everything that I put out there somehow relates to message and putting your personality into that message. And I bounce around all over the place. Mm, Yep. Today, my newsletter was all about a museum exhibit I saw and this guy in Paris who basically used to do branding for himself before branding was a thing. And that was my story. And, you know, every week is going to change and it's going to be different. It's just what speaks to me. And I think you can find the inroads, the more comfortable you get. Yeah. And and the thing about social media is you have to be social, right? <laughs> so you actually have to like take that leap and drop a comment to your point versus just, hey, I'm going to like. Um, and then or, you know, a lot of people are on social media. The silent creepers, you know, they don't post ever. The lurkers. The lurkers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're, they're watching. You know, they spend a lot of time on social media, but they're just not monetizing that time. And I also think for a lot of people, we're our harshest critics. Mm -hmm. So most people, the hesitancy to post is because you're so hard on yourself. You're like, what do I have to say? Nobody cares. I don't have anything interesting to say. And we talk ourselves out of it. When at the end of the day, what you have to say is just as valid as what somebody else has to say. And if you don't, create the habit, you're not going to find your voice. Yeah. So like if I look back at my first couple of newsletters, you know, a couple of years ago, I'm sure they're not great. Like I'm sure. And they just, the more you do it, the better you get because you find your voice and you find more importantly, what your audience wants to hear. What are people responding to? Right. To your point, what are the posts that get the most engagement? What gets people interested? So now that you've posted something that had a lot of engagement that was more personal to you, I'm sure you're like, okay, I could do that again. Yeah. (laughs) Every time you do it, you're going to feel more comfortable and more comfortable and you're going to figure out what people are responding to. Can can I tell you, it was almost soul crushing because, you know, as marketers, we take pride in, well, no, no, in a a good way. (laughs) It's been, you know, bittersweet things, but, you know, we take so much pride in our content and SEO takes a long time. You post a blog and you're so excited to share it and it gets like 250 impressions and you're like, what the hell? And then, you know, I posted about a, a, um, a story the other day. I, I was in Fort Lauderdale and I thought I saw a piece of red sea glass in the ocean, which is very rare. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I got to get this for my girlfriend. So I go in to get it as the waves are going back. Thought I had enough time to grab it and the waves come in and crash down on me and come to find out it was just a piece of pepperoni. I- <laughs> Uh, it was like, what the hell, universe? So anyways, I share this humbling story on LinkedIn, and it got like 2,500 impressions. I swear, it makes no sense sometimes, you know? But I think people connect with that. That is amazing. Oh, uh, my God. I love it so much. Yeah. That's so great. So it's the little things. That's, it's so real, right? That's why, because it was so real. It was so funny. It's so unexpected. Mm. 
And I feel like you could make a whole allegory there about like going back in for the thing, the wrong thing, and then you get knocked down. And then how do you get back up? And oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lot we can dig into from a psychological perspective. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And I'm still healing from like having to walk around for four hours with soaking pants. <laughs> so long to dry oh no it was it was priceless but um and so yeah share share your stories and 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 thank you danielle because you've encouraged me to share those parts of me where i was like eh, i don't know if people would care if i'm a musician like that seems so personal like and then i share it and it made me feel fulfilled and it made me feel connected mm. to people because people were like oh my gosh a brand designer was like i play guitar let's jam another girl was like i you know i play drums and then we were able to connect and she's a new marketing person in my in my network and and Amazing. it's just such such a good feeling and and that's how business should be right it's it's about good relationships and you do business with people you want to do business with and and so if you can create the the connections and and work with people that have, you know, that similar mindset and interests, you know, like that's great. Connect with those people. Agreed. Use that to help with your legion. I mean, and it makes it so much easier mm-hmm. to your point right now. It's like you've got these people that you have a shared passion with. So they speak your language in terms of your hobby language. Mm-hmm. But also now you're like maybe you go jam with them. Like you get a little band. Yes. And you, <laughs> and you meet, you it. meet so many diverse people that way because there's a lot of different people that are going to be musicians or artists or are going to have an interest in theater. Right. And um, I think that's a, an interesting point too, is you can kind of connect with people of different cultures that maybe aren't as like-minded as you, but you have that one common thing now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's your inroad. Yeah, that's your entry point. And that's that's what sales is, right? Sales is what is our common bond, or what can I do to get this person to trust me? And that now you've established trust because you have a shared background and a shared passion, and it just makes everything so much easier. Yes, it really does. Um, and what other, I guess one more question I have for you is what other resources, um, or, you know, education pieces should people be looking at if they need inspiration or anything like that on personality branding, um, you know, your website, whatever that is, um, what can you point people towards? I mean, so of course I would say, you know, please sign up for my newsletter, uh, at morethanwordscopy.com and I send it out every other week. And you'll see that, you know, it's not a traditional marketing newsletter or writing newsletter because I didn't want it to be that, right? I wanted it to be more about message, but in a unique, fun way. Um, And then I just think it's go find people whose posts and messaging really resonates with you Mm -hmm. and just start following them and see what they do. You know, I think we all are learning so much from each other. And every time I see someone and I hear about a new podcast, I'm going to go listen to that. And then I'm going to start following that person. And, you know, none of this, you're not stealing from anyone. You're just learning through what somebody else has done. That's maybe um, ahead of you in business or something will just spark in you. Mm -hmm. There's so much learning to be had podcasts and articles and influencers. And I think you have to just find people that speak to you and don't get intimidated and just kind of like live in their universe for a while and see how it feels 
And then for your own bio and your own content, I always say baby steps, right? Maybe at the end of your bio for now, just add a little blurb about, you know, when I'm not doing X, Y, and Z, you can find me snowboarding, playing with my band or having a craft beer or whatever it is, right? Something. Then maybe eventually you'll be like, okay, I'm ready to do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Then maybe the last little piece of your LinkedIn headline says something more fun. Like I have a client who has amateur poker player. I have another client who says connoisseur of vinyl. Right. You could, I have someone who talks about being an advocate and like, oh, you know, spiritual, and spiritual, like anything. It just, again, it makes you just a little bit different than everybody else. And those are the pieces that people will be more interested in than anything else you could do professionally, which is sad, but true. Well, and I saw an interesting piece on LinkedIn the other day. Someone had used AI to create art and shared it with her post. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And, um, which I know there's also a lot of issues there and we could have our own podcast uh, episode on the ethics of AI and art. And, but um, that was an interesting post nonetheless, because she was able to um, kind of create this art based off her inputs and then share that on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. but AI supported it. So it was a very unique, you know, post. And I just wanted to shout that out because it was different, you know? Yeah, it's a conversation starter, mm-hmm. right? That's all. It's just try something. All you know, my coach likes to say that your business is an experiment. Oh yeah. And all we're doing is like we're in the laboratory every day trying it and seeing what works. And it's just like science. Like if your hypothesis doesn't work, try another one. Right? Nobody gives up. We just keep trying different things until we find the things that work, feel comfortable, connect, bring us more revenue, bigger audience, etc. Yep. Well, I, I love it. I wish we could talk all day. I, I really do. <laughs> I'm going to put you through a lightning round, though, before before we <laughs> yeah, before we end the podcast. I'm going to put you through a lightning yeah. round. So now we can uh, at least learn a little bit more about you and your personality, um, as if we didn't already yeah. know. Um, but I'm going to start off with a, with a business question. You have 10 seconds, by the way, to answer. That's 10 okay. seconds to answer. Um, no pressure. So it's got to be quick. Best business right. book for entrepreneurs. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, I, ugh, I I would say um, Tribe of Mentors from Tim Ferriss. Nice. Only because I'm a good one. I have many others, but that's a good one to start with. Hell yes. What's your favorite TV show or one you'd never get tired of rewatching? Um, I mean, my son rewatches Friends basically on loop. Oh, yeah. Um, so I would say that I, and I never get tired of it. I still think it's really funny. Um, and my favorite TV show, like of all time. Uh, oof. I mean, we just watched Veep. And I will say it's pretty fucking genius. Ooh, nice. It is so smart. So I would go, I would go with Veep right now. I like that. What's one LinkedIn page everyone should follow? Oh, you mean like a person? Yeah. Uh, me? Yeah. <laughs> Danielle Hughes. <laughs> um, and then I really like Dory Clark. Dory Clark. She's awesome. Okay. Dory I don't, I yeah, don't follow her. Oh, yeah, she writes for Harvard Business Review. She nice. basically has the career that I'm trying to have. Oh. She's a very high paid professional speaker. She speaks about branding and yeah so wow i'm coming for you dory yeah if you want to collab danielle hughes and dory i like
<laughs> if you could snap your fingers and become an expert in something, what would it be? Language. Languages. Oh. I'm really bad at learning other languages. I struggle a lot. Yep. I would love to be able to just pick up a language. That, sure. that is so huge. I know I admire um, my, my marketing team member who would be able to just speak so many different languages and connect with customers in a different way. And so that would be amazing. Um, what famous person would you most like to have dinner with? I would probably say oh, Oprah. Yes. Oh, yes, Queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like, uh, there's something cause just because like her career has just been such like I feel yes. like there's a lot of learning there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, Oprah and Beyonce. That would be a dream. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, the biggest, I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan. I would pick Rihanna over Beyonce, but I know. I'm, I'm going to edit that out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's going to come for me. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice knowing you. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll forgive you for that one. But <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much again. It is such a pleasure knowing you, Danielle. I'm, I'm super inspired and, and you are a badass. I really can't wait to watch where you grow and uh, can't wait to keep learning from you. Again, if you don't follow Danielle Hughes, go to her LinkedIn, um, follow her. I uh, your website is more than words copy, correct? Copy. Yeah. Where yeah. else, where else can people find you? I mean, I'm Danielle Hughes on LinkedIn. I'm Danielle Z Hughes on Instagram. Um, those are the best places. I think I have a TikTok, but I don't understand TikTok. I'm just going to admit it. I don't understand. I just, I'm on it. I don't get it. I don't understand how to use yep. it. I don't like it, but I'm there. So yeah, the elder millennial and Gen Xer, we're going to need help on TikTok. <laughs> Like I'm there. I just I this garbage. I don't know. So, but everyone swears. They're like, you'd be so great on TikTok. And I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so maybe one day. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll hold you accountable there. <laughs> and, and in the yeah. meantime, if you're looking to market yourself like a badass, download this episode. Start building your personality brand today. If you need help or resources, Check out the Market Like a Badass group on Facebook or the show notes. We'll link out to Danielle's pages and her social handles, all of the things so that you can follow her and be inspired. Um, So check the show notes out. Danielle, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. This is really fun. Yes. And in the meantime, follow us on Apple or Spotify or go to marketlikeabadass.media for the latest episodes of Market Like a Badass.